<laughs> All right, Steven, I think they're ready for us. You ready? Man, you got to fix that intro, but yeah, let's go. I need- <laughs> All right, let's get it. So what's up, everyone? Uh, it's another episode we're bringing to you with We Got Next. I'm Christian Hayes, one of your co-hosts, and we got my boy Steven Springer here with us um, to provide you with more content in the cryptocurrency world and also the sports world. Shout out to the haters out there that didn't like our intro. If you got anything to say, just let us know. We'll try and fix it. If not, just keep rolling with it because clearly we're doing something right because I'm starting to see more subscribers over the weeks. What's up? Uh, like, look, bro, I mean, we both follow the sports media landscape. We both have the people we like. We have the people we don't like, but we don't like them because they give trash opinions. Yes, and they, yeah. And they just and they just say shit to to, you know, piss people off or to get people riled up like Skip Bayless, Stephen A., you know, all those dudes. But I mean, they all got millions of dollars spent on production for intros and things like that. And we just thought of that on the fly. So. I mean, you know, shout out to the haters. At least we have, I, I guess it's kind of cool that we have, have haters. Yeah, we have haters though. Like yeah. we've been doing this for what, like two months, two and a half months? That's what's crazy. And yeah. we already have haters. I know, I mean, right? <laughs> I bring it on, bro. Bring it on. I, <laughs> I hey, was talking hey, to- hey, as long as those haters keep listening, that's all that matters. That's what I'm saying. So what gets me is on the video that the person put the comment, they said they're not going to watch the video because of the intro, but you already gave us the view we needed. Yeah. So it does. <laughs> but like I don't know like what like what is so what is so bad about the intro? I don't understand like it's not even like you're not you're not like you're not saying anything that's like aggressive. No. It, I mean <laughs> I've seen so many different things people saying that we need to uh show who our subscribers are. Another one saying the intro and I'm kind of like dang, at least we're getting people to look at our stuff. Yeah, so, I mean like you said you already gave us the view, so that's cool. I appreciate yeah. you. And the likes are getting up there. Thank you to everyone for the listening to our videos week in and week out. Um, the quick slants, and we'll go into that in a little bit. We're starting to see a lot more people listen and watch um, the quick slants. I'm starting to see some of our older crypto review videos, especially like Unison. So thank you everyone out there for those. There's 745 views now for the Unison video. And that's a big thing. Something that I keep telling you guys every single week and one week you'll end up being like, damn, I wish we listened. Listen to the quick slants. So far, the Penn State is 3-0. and uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, Stephen. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, and every single week, the content Stephen puts out in the quick slants is relevant. It's something that you all start to see on Saturdays, on game day, and everything. They had Auburn this week, and if you missed that content, go back and listen to that. But we'll touch on that when we get into college football. Um, something we want to just end up starting with is next week. So we have some big conversations that are coming up. So we will have Pop Network that'll be coming on next week. And then we have our boy Tyler coming back, Steven. So oh, word? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So Let's go. They have a lot of big information that'll be coming up. So I want to sit down with um, Tyler to end up just touching on it again. Uh, Tyler is definitely someone that's a good friend of the show with Safe Haven. We love what they're doing over there. If you want an in-depth analysis on Safe Haven, you can either check out an old video we did here, check out our Medium, when we sat down with Tyler, or you can end up checking out, we just did a thread on the Shift Movement Digital um, Twitter account that just highlights a lot of things with Safe Haven. Since um, we're really close with the Safe Haven community, they retweeted it. So thank you to all the hundred people end up liking it and retweeting it and just giving your thoughts on it. Cause it's a company that I think a lot of people need to learn more about. So those two are coming up next week. If there's any cryptocurrencies out there that you think we should end up bringing on the show, let us know. 
because we're trying to continue to end up bringing you all quality content in a different space. This is something, and Stephen, I'll talk to you about this. It's something that I've heard a lot of feedback from either people listening or even different um, companies that come on afterwards. They're like, this is so different. You guys take the time to end up having a conversation with us or research the information. You're not just asking questions like everyone else. And that's the biggest thing I think we try to do, not make it that we're saying question. All right, next one question. All right, next one. It's more so talking to them so they don't feel like they're doing what they do every single day. So, and then Steven always gives his secret two questions that every, every single time it's a different every answer. Every so time. If we have any producers or people I know how to do the editing and want to help us out, uh, snip every single Bitcoin question we asked, that's something that we would definitely appreciate out there. I don't know you if we'll like, pay you for it, but yeah, we'll just, I know. <laughs> we'll give you we'll give you a lot of love. We'll boost your resume a little bit. Yeah, you know, we'll get you we'll get you on the show. Talk about talk about this and that. But yeah, that'd be dope if we get all those all the ones we've done so far and get those get those questions and get those get that out to them. Pretty yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. So highlighting some of the cryptocurrency stuff because this week we're gonna touch on a lot of football. That's gonna be a huge thing for us. So the first one. Philadelphia 76ers, so they agreed to a deal with Crypto.com. Crypto.com is somewhere before I touch on the Sixers side. Crypto.com and FTX are doing so much in terms of sports. And I just got to say, they're definitely helping um, the cryptocurrency sector market in itself because the awareness for the space is getting out there. A lot more cryptocurrencies are getting put on Crypto.com. Shout out Luxo for being on uh, Crypto.com. That's a big one. But the deal is worth annually approximately by Joe Pompliano, uh, $10 million a year. So the patch is going to be up there and a lot of people are going to end up seeing it. It was funny the pictures that you're seeing now, because if you look years ago, you would see like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. But nope, them pictures are just showing Joel Embiid from now on. So I thought that that's something that's interesting. Um, another thing out there is Robinhood. Congratulations to them. They're finally working to end up. Saw that. Saw yeah, that. they're finally working to get crypto wallets. I was telling everyone in the beginning, you want to make sure to own your own crypto. And a lot of times on these different places like PayPal, Venmo, and even, well, Cash App is different, but PayPal, Venmo, and Robinhood, the, it was more so IOUs. Like, all right, this is how much you have, but you can't do anything with it. So Robinhood is looking into end up allowing you to withdraw it and send it other places, which will bring them a little bit more back to where they were. A lot of people are starting to say they're not for the people. So this will be something huge that's for the people. And if they start to add more cryptocurrencies. So that's something that can set them apart. Uh, last week, I also got to sit down with one of the founders of Checked just to talk to them off air to end up learning more about Checked and what they're doing. And it's something that I think a lot of people need to end up looking into. So if you don't know about Check, they're big in the self-sovereignty identity space, and it'll help you for everyone out there that might have a billion different passwords to things. You won't necessarily need a billion passwords to your bank accounts and your different accounts. You can have a self-sovereign identity with Check, and everything will be verified through that one area. You'd only have to change your password for one and be fine for everything. So you'll start to hear me talk a little bit more about them moving forward. Congratulations to Demetra. They just launched on KuCoin today, their initial price was $1.20. I saw them go as high as $11. Some of that is because of botting um, always gets in there quick. I remember I was getting off the plane and everything, waiting for the taxi, and that price was over like $89 at 5 o'clock. Y'all released at 5 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. How the hell y'all sitting at $11? So a lot of that was botting, and then it brought the price back down. But I still, in general, congratulations to them because that's one that I did say you want to have on your radars. 
Um, Invesco and Galaxy are working, they filed for to try and get a Bitcoin ETF. It's not necessarily going to get passed because a lot of different people are working to end up getting an ETF passed. But it is something good that we do like to see more people filing to end up getting an ETF. And congratulations to Real Fever. We've had them on the show as well. They are bringing out their second set of NFT collectibles in-game videos on September 30th. Said something else that's going to be big. One of their highlights are going to be Cristiano Ronaldo's first goal ever scored. So they're huge in Portugal. They're doing a lot of Portugal-based players. And I do believe, I haven't heard any information from them and the team, but I do believe that moving forward, they will move into other leagues, but also other countries. So stay tuned for what Real Fever has to do over there. Um, and that's the big news in the cryptocurrency aspect. In terms of coin market cap, just to give you guys a little bit of update. So as of this recording, it is September 22nd at 8.36 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $43,490. It did dump all the way down to $40,700. And some of that, a lot of people like to bring up what is happening in China. So Evergrande, they're seeing, looks like it's going, going to default and China is not about to bail them out. And that is big because when you see the real estate, a real estate company like that going to potentially into default, a lot of people in America and other places think, is this going to impact the housing market in other areas of the globe? So that's partially why the prices in cryptocurrency have started to fall. You can see that there is a little bit of a correlation with the stock market and cryptocurrency market right now. And then in turn with that, all coins are very much correlated to Bitcoin right now. So we want to see if there can become some separation with that. You will also start to see that Tether USDT is sitting at number four. And a big impact of that is a lot of people when they sell, uh, because when the markets are red, they put their money into USDT and other stable coins. Uh, USDC is sitting at number nine as well. And then you also have Finance USD, BUSD, that's sitting at number 14. So you do have a couple that are sitting within the top 15. Ethereum is back over $3,000. It did drop to around 2,600, 2,700 within the last couple of days. Cardano was at number three. Binance Coin is sitting at number five. Ripple is still chilling up there. Solana, congratulations. They are at number seven at $149.73. And you have Polkadot that's still up there too. One that I want everyone to start looking at outside of um, Avalanche, I want you all to look at Cosmos. Ticker symbol is Adam. I really do like that blockchain, but Avalanche is another one. We had Leo from Pangolin on the show, and what they're doing over at Avalanche is a lot. So make sure to just stay tuned, not necessarily what the blockchain itself is doing, but look at the different cryptocurrencies that are being built on the blockchain of Avalanche, because there's a lot that you will start to see. And as we continue to move throughout these next couple of months, it will be important. A lot of people watch the look at the stock to flow model, and that is important because it is sitting at a great spot right now. Some people are predicting that it will drop a little farther down, uh, Bitcoin meaning probably into the 30,000s. But we want to see if it sticks to the stock to flow model as we continue to move forward with everything. So just wanted to give some snippets on the cryptocurrency market as usual. Like I said, this is going to be a big um, show for the sports aspect because next week it'll be heavy in the cryptocurrency market. With that, I want to just touch on a couple of things with Stephen. First one, what are your thoughts on Conor McGregor? <laughs> you talking about his uh, last pitch? Yeah, bro. <laughs> Look, man, you know, we talking about this earlier or talking about this, was that yesterday? Yeah. Um, 
like first like there's there's multiple layers to this that that we were discussing and one of them was that was just a like horrendous pitch i don't care if he was wearing a suit i don't care if he was wearing you know workout clothes none of it would have mattered no it, it was gonna be bad no matter what and then I, they, uh, I don't know if I sent you this, but there was a side by side of him and Fifty Cent doing it. Yes. If people remember, go on YouTube or whatever and look at Fifty Cent's um, first pitch. It was at a Mets game, I don't know, about five, six years ago, whatever. Both lefties, and both went complete opposite directions. Maybe. And I don't like fifties, like fifty released the ball before it got like like yeah. got to like the, like the top. <laughs> Like before, like the follow through even started, and McGregor's just was like the same thing. His was like a sidearm type of thing. So it was just, far. it was so bad. Both of them were just horrible. Like, I we I don't know if you do this, but like when I'm watching a sporting event, and something bad happens, I think to myself, oh, man, I could do that. Like I yeah. could, I could, I could, I could make that. I could free, I can make that free throw and not airball it. Like the whole, um, you remember we talked about this before. Kemba Walker scored five points in 52 minutes in an NBA game. Mm-hmm. I still believe that I can score six points in 52 minutes. This isn't the same as getting a pitch to home plate. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I um, like the, that first pitch thing. I know for a fact that I can get the ball to home plate without bouncing it, without throwing it into the stands, without throwing it to the camera guy or whoever's standing behind home plate. I know I can. Will it be a strike? No, maybe not. It won't be like in the strike zone, but I know I can get it to the plate without mm-hmm. it going haywire. Um, and you would think that if you're if you're a part of who who is it for that he was doing the the, the opening pitch for? Do you remember? No, I, so I don't even remember the team. I, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Let's just let's just say it was the Yankees. You would like if I'm one of those teams that that's doing this. It was the Cubs. Would, okay, it was the Cubs. Oh yeah, because he's saying he's saying during the seventh inning stretch too. Um, <laughs> if you're if you're the Cubs, you would think that maybe you would reach out to Connor McGregor's team, right, and say, "Hey guys, you know we're thinking about doing this with Connor, doing the Practice. the ceremonial first pitch. Awesome. Can he throw a baseball <laughs> straight sixty feet? It's sixty feet from the mound to home plate. Okay, and most of the time." They give you the option of standing in front of the mound. So that's another like you're, I don't know what it is from the top of the mound to the, the, the base of the mound. Well, five feet, six feet or so, you're even closer. Like you would think that they would ask that question. Can you or can Connor throw the ball straight 60 feet to get to whoever's standing behind home plate? And the, if the answer is, ooh, maybe, okay, we'll go practice. Mm-hmm. Go practice. We'll give you like you. This isn't like they're not calling him at noon the day of the game and saying, hey, we're scrambling. Can we get Conor McGregor to come do this? They're probably doing this like a month in advance, if not longer. I don't I don't know how how much time they give these these people to do this. But like, go practice. I I know you're a great Conor McGregor can kill me with one punch for sure. Right. Absolutely. But I know for a fact I can get the ball at the home plate easier than Conor McGregor. The biggest thing I've continued, I've probably looked at it five times while you've been talking. First off with (laughs) it, he threw it and it went right, but the person that was catching it had to go left. 
because right. of all like bounce and it just went the other way. And I'm just thinking, don't you at least practice in the dugout? The you got all this money. Practice with your kids. Something. Do something to just Bro, throw it. Do you remember George Bush throwing it after 9-11? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the most iconic first pitch in the history of first pitches, whether it's good or bad. That man had every eye on him in the entire stadium, all over the country. Everybody was watching him. And I think they were, I remember the story that he was in the, um, in like the locker room or, you know, in, in the, the bullpen or wherever he was practicing. And, you know, their Jeter asked him, you know, are you going to go from the mound? Are you going to throw in front of it? He's like, oh, I was going to, I was going to throw from the, throw from the, you know, from the grass. He's like, no, 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 you got to go from the mound. He said, mm-hmm. don't bounce it because they'll boo you. Mm-hmm. And that, that man threw a strike. Yeah. So, like, if George Bush can throw, and he was probably in his 60s, whatever, if George Bush can throw a strike after that at Yankee Stadium in front of Yankees fans, yeah. after everything that just happened, you should be able to throw 60 feet, no pressure whatsoever. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're an athlete, I, would, like, I feel like I've talked about this with a buddy of mine, not to go, like, complete tangent here, but it's, like, it's a great feeling having just, like, general athleticism. Mm-hmm. like being able to like dude i went to a bachelor party in the summer i hadn't thrown a baseball in years probably mm-hmm. you know but you that general athleticism like that muscle memory you just yes. get back out there and you just throw a baseball or you throw a football well i can go to the park and shoot hoops it might take me a while to get warmed up but like i remember how to do it golf's mm-hmm. the same way like all that kind of shit how can you not throw a baseball like if you're know, if you're that's... if you're conor mcgregor who's probably considered one of the best athletes on the planet based on like what he does and how elite he is at that. Mm-hmm. How, how can, like, how can you not throw a baseball straight? How, it, how's that possible? Like my son can do that. Yeah. And there's, and there's video proof of my son doing that. Yeah. Oh my God. There's, there's no reason for it. him to be able to do it. And the funniest part is he tried to like stretch out his suit and everything. No, and it was not the suit. That's why I said, woo. And I was not just thinking, you no, could have scooted closer or something. You have, you can throw it clearly that far. You just can't have it direct. But you can clock somebody in the face or hit yeah. somebody in the right body part. Yeah, you, kick. And I think I feel like all these uh, all these celebrities who try and do it, they always try and throw a fastball. No one's yeah. asking you to do that. Just toss it. Like there, this just isn't get it there. like this isn't this isn't a tryout for you to come out in like the eighth inning and throw mm-hmm. you know and throw a one two three inning. Like you're just throwing one pitch that takes you know a couple seconds to do this. <laughs> it's just like come on you're you're one of the best athletes on the planet and you just and you like just just lob it over there you're, really you're not, we're, not we're not trying to throw a, a, a strike a heater you know we're not trying to throw 100 miles an hour just lob it in there and get it to the plate that's it yeah so sticking with the mlb just really quickly so in the al we have the tampa the tampa bay rays um that are sitting in overall first place so they have a record of 94 and 59 Whenever I see these records, the fact that they play over 100 games is just wild. And I personally don't think that it's something that I could ever want to be a season ticket holder for to sit for a bunch of different games. Yeah, where are the Pirates at on that list? Are the, are the Pirates, are they? Are they <laughs> so the there? Pirates are 57 and 94. Let's they go. Have- <laughs> Let's go. We're getting there, baby. Let's go. And the best record in the MLB is the San Francisco Giants. At 98 and 53. So they've been doing well. 
over there. But I think that a lot of people don't realize how good and tough the California teams are with each other. Because you have the San Francisco Giants at 98 and 53. You have the Dodgers at 97 and 54. And then you have the Padres at 76 and 74. And they're all in the NL West. So they're all having to like compete with each other. Whereas you have the NL East and you have the Braves at 79 and 70 and then the Phillies at 77 and 74. And then unfortunately for the nationals, ever since they won that title, they just fell off a cliff because they're 62 and 89. Thanks. Yeah. Joe, I was watching, um, I think it was sports center. And first of all, do you, have you, when's the last time you watched sports center? Uh, maybe yesterday or two days oh, okay. ago. Not officially oh. sports, yeah. Center, but I was on YouTube looking at clips. That no, no, no that, that's not the same thing. I mean, oh. like on the <laughs> on the couch, you got ESPN on, and Sports Center comes on. Like, oh, well, not Sports Center, yeah, long like, time. Yeah, it's 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 been a minute, right? So I was watching it last night, and bro, there they were showing a Marlins highlight, which I didn't know that they could still do that. Bro, there is no one. At those games, no. no one at at the at the Marlins games, and they spent like a bajillion dollars of really like the of the everything. Miami people's money to build that stadium, and no one goes because they're so bad. Yes, they're so bad. I mean, the Pirates suck. I understand that, and I'm fully aware of that. They don't the have the worst have, record. No, the Pirates have the dopest stadium in, in the league too. Yes. So like you don't like you don't go to watch the Pirates play. I mean, sure, it's part of it, but you go to get get some food, get a beer, maybe go with your buddies or like your wife or whatever, and you and you sit in the right and you sit in the right spot. And first of all, there's no bad seats in the in PNC Park. Have you been there before? So I went over there because I took a tour of like all the stadiums on my own. The stadiums are all right near the water, right there. They're mm-hmm. nice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and there's there's no bad seats in that place. And when the sun sets at the right time, oh, dude, it's. Perfect, perfect. Mm-hmm. But like the Marlins Park, like, I mean, it doesn't help that the Marlins are dog shit. Yeah, they're dudes. It's crazy because when the Heat, even when the Heat played, people weren't going to the games right away. No. They were doing other things. So you can only imagine what the Marlins are dealing with no. over there. I no. also brought that up because I was looking at the standings, and the Pirates aren't even the worst. I feel so bad because I used to like the Diamondbacks way back in the day when they had mm-hmm. like Randy Johnson and stuff. They have a record of 48 and 103. Like, <laughs> that's tough to do, man. That's, so tough. that's tough. You to have do. 100 losses. That's really tough to do. I wonder what the record is for most losses in a season. So sorry, the Orioles have the same record. They're 48 and 103. Dude, they've lost like 600 <laughs> games. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And what do you do? Like, you've been drafting people and like, getting them into um, the different leagues like the minor league and stuff of that nature, but I don't really know how you end up doing that. That's tough, dude. Um, the Philadelphia, uh, let me look at this real quick. You can keep talking. I'm going to look at it. Yeah, many- so no, looking at that, because I was able to see like some of the uh, minor league players that are coming into the farm leagues for the Orioles. I'm just like, damn, they're not good. Granted, I understand that the Yankees aren't the best, but they're 85 and 67. At least they're above 500. Whereas they the... The Yankees had like a what like a 13, 14 game win streak for a hot yeah, second. And then they lost like seven in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick though, the Philadelphia Athletics 1916 had a record of 36 and 117. So, and then the most recent team 
um, is the 2003 Detroit Tigers. They were 43 and 119. Yeah, that's awesome. I honestly think, how do you feel like if you're a manager, there's no way you get after one season. Like if you lose a hundred games, I think that has uh, dude, to be, you you're gone, be like, gone. You're gone halfway through the season. There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> there's, if you're, dude, if you're winning, if you're the Tigers and you want, you won 43 games out of a hundred and what, 162. If you're, if you're like, you won 43 games out of 160, 162. That's like, bad. bro. I don't know. I'm, I don't know what the math is, but I don't know how many games like you're winning one out of every, out of every however however many games, bro. You're going through one maybe like three managers that season probably. It's yes. like a couple interim guys. You Dude, that's to. oh man, like that going through on like the Owen sixteen Lions. You know, going through like Penn State went through a couple of seasons where we won seven games in two years. That was pretty bad, but like this is just brutal dude brutal yeah. to be a part of that because that's that's a long season too to lose that many yeah and they play sometimes like double headers so you're telling me you're gonna lose twice in a day and then you have the three game series where you got to travel but i do understand they get paid a lot because they play so many games and they don't have to have sold out arenas and stadiums but no there's no way like that's that's terrible dude that's bad the other thing i wanted to talk about talking about chemistry and stuff uh, LeBron James is taking mm-hmm. his play, his teammates to Vegas for a three-day chemistry thing. What are your thoughts on that one? I mean, I'm assuming that means they're just going to go to Vegas for three days and just party. Mm-hmm. Like, is that, I mean, I, I don't know what like the details are. I don't, I didn't get the itinerary for that. So yeah. I'm not too sure. I mean, I'm sure they're going to hoop They're. I mean, I, what is that? Wait, what, what, what are they going to do? Because like, they called be, it a chemistry building team um they're planning a mini camp for the lakers so Mm. of course they're going to end up like doing some partying i do think that but why you got to take him to vegas like you could go anywhere else to end up it's not like jr smith is saying oh let's go to salt lake city and there's nothing else to do there's a hell of a lot to do in vegas it's vegas yeah it's vegas you're gonna you're going there i mean they're probably get get a nice airbnb you know get a nice Mm -hmm. couple couple rooms couple bottles this and that like, I mean, cool. Yeah, it should be it should be like three days in Vegas would be pretty dope. I'm sure. I'm sure LeBron's paying for it. I'm sure. Absolutely. I'm sure everyone. I'm sure everyone can front their own way, but I'm sure he's he's spotting it. Um, yeah, I think it's good. I think it's um, I'm pretty sure LeBron's comfortable with most guys on that team already. Mm-hmm. Knows them already. Um, but it might just be like, all right, this is what we're gonna do. This is you know, kind of how we want to how we want to do things this year. This is the chemistry, you know, how we want to kind of run the offense through you know, AD or through Russ or you know whatever. So, um, yeah, I'd love to go. I think that'd be I know, dope. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love I love to spend three days in Vegas on LeBron's dime. I'm sure that'd be pretty dope. Hell yeah! It helps a lot of the rookies and stuff who don't have the money to end up going because I know some of them probably won't make the team but to be able to say you get to go to the mini camp with lebron that's probably big in itself so those are the ones that appreciate it carmelo it's like all right this is just another day chilling with him i think it does help um russell westbrook and then lebron because lebron hasn't done this with other teams or they haven't announced it whereas them announcing it clearly it's one of those uh lebron's not trying to lose this year yeah he's going to do anything possible speaking of three-day thing you i see you uh for those who uh can't can't see us right now 
Christian's rocking that uh, that Venice Beach shirt. Yeah. Uh, my, my man just got back from Cali. Yes. But he texted you texted me late last night and said you were stuck on uh, you were stuck in wh- where in Texas somewhere. Yes. Yeah, so I was stuck in Texas because you, you had because you had engine failure. Is that what it was? <laughs> Bro, when you yeah. when you when you texted me that, I imagine you like flying like flying over Texas and like you look out the window is one of the situations where like you look out and the engine's on fire. <laughs> so that's what and I was I, thinking. Yeah, that was I wasn't trying thing. to like because I, I wasn't trying to rock solo tonight. Just I was like, oh man, my guy, my guy's gonna oh man, this is gonna be a story and a half. <laughs> so I'll tell you guys this now and then it'll save some of my talking for later on. So I was flying back from San Diego. And one, for anyone out there, I understand exactly why Qualcomm Stadium didn't make it for the Chargers because the people out there don't really care for football as much. There's so many Mm -hmm. other things to do. We drove by the stadium so many times. They're destroying it now because they're making um, San Diego State a new stadium over there. But it's in the middle of where it should be like a wow, this is a huge stadium. Like think of how FedEx Field is. You just like driving by that on the highway. You see it and you're like, damn, like that's a big stadium. You just drive by Qualcomm Stadium. It's like, all right, and then let's keep going. Where's the mall? Like that's what's more yeah. important than the other things. But yeah, we flew from San Diego. I went to Texas, Fort Worth, Texas. And then my friend, his flight stopped in Atlanta, Georgia. And first off, I don't like American Airlines. American Airlines, I talked to you guys earlier, still don't like you. Um, and we were there and they're like, all right, we're about to get on the flight. We're on the flight and we get in the air and everything seemed too good to be true. Like I had a seat in between me and the other person, like everyone was relaxing. Everything was fine. We're in the air. Have my phone charging. My phone stops charging. So I'm like, all right, I don't know why my phone stopped charging. Like the Wi-Fi, like people can watch movies anymore. That was a little weird. Then they get on the intercom after 40 minutes in the air. Yeah, we had a little bit of issues with one of the engines. So we turned the engine off. And oh, you going, were you were in the air when this happened. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. I didn't know that. I, I, I just made that up. Bro, I thought I thought you were I thought you were like on the tarmac or something. Just oh, oh we were that changes, in the air, bro. That changes everything about yes. your flight experience. So we were forty minutes in the air, and at this point, they told <laughs> oh, no. us there was engine failure, so oh. they had to turn us around. First off, we're in the air for forty minutes, and I'm like, damn. So we got to go back forty minutes in the air, and they. You said, get any drinks or anything before no. all that? Oh hell no! Because I was like, <laughs> all right, two and a half hour flight, like this won't be too much. So we fly back. And we get there and they're like, just so you know, there's going to be a bunch of emergency personnel that are going to be waiting for us as we land. When I tell you, as soon as we touched down, there was like seven or eight ambulance, fire trucks, emergency vehicles that escorted us back. That's not even the worst part. We get there. They're like, yeah, we'll have another plane at nine o'clock. It was probably 820 at this point. Nine o'clock came, nine o'clock went. Oh, midnight is when we'll end up being able to do it. So around this point, I'm texting Stephen like, I don't know if I'm going to be back or anything like that. So midnight comes and they're like, we're still looking for a crew to end up getting you guys out. And I'm like, what the hell? So a lot of people stayed in like different hotels and stuff. I was like, hell no, I got to get back. Like I have a life to end up going back to. Don't feel like being stuck in Texas. Love Texas, but I didn't go to Texas. I was in San Diego for a reason. And so then at 1230, they were like, all right, we got a crew like you all can get on board. Get on the plane. The plane is cold because it had been sitting there for four hours. Then the pilot says, if you look out the right side windows, you can see the fuel tank put in fuel in the plane. They didn't put the fuel in yet. So they didn't even put the fuel in the plane. So they didn't leave till 120. 
And then I didn't even fly into Reagan. They said, oh yeah, we're going to fly you guys into Dallas and then we'll give you a taxi voucher to get you guys to Reagan. So that was... <laughs> Bro, you were in the air. That's still like... I was in... And that's so the they just like part. They just like... Like just turn that bitch around and like come yes. right back. Oh, that's exactly man. what they did. And you could tell like the plane started to sound different. Like it was loud and it was a little quieter because you only have one engine. Now one or two engines and like one of them was out. So it was a little quieter. Hold up, hold, hold up, hold, hold up, hold up. Okay, you know what? Let's pause right there. <laughs> let's let's pause. Let's pause. And we'll we'll keep going and we'll because I know you want to touch on this at the end. So Let's pause real quick and I'll, I'll ask my question at the, at the end of this. Okay. <laughs> so I want to touch on the AP rankings for you. So what are your thoughts? One, talk about Penn State, because that's a big thing. Um, they played Auburn and won, and they, they moved up they in did. the rankings. So they're at number six now in the rankings. Um, I'll go through everything, one through 10, and then I'll let Steven get his thoughts on it. So Bama's still sitting at number one, because, <laughs> of course, everyone knows that Nick Saban's trying to go for perfection year after year. Georgia's still up there. Oregon's up there. Number four, we have Oklahoma. Number five, which is the big one that I think Penn State needs to get over for them to Mm -hmm. end up continuing to go well is Iowa. So the Hawkeyes are number five. Six is Penn State. Seven is Texas A&M. Eight, Cincinnati's been having a nice year this year. Mm -hmm. So I do got to say shout out to them. Number nine, and I think they're up here for more so their like name at this point is Dabo Sweeney and the Running Shoes and Clemson University. And then I know, <laughs> and then yes. number 10, we got the Buckeyes. So what are your thoughts? Um, I'm glad to see that um, Penn State moved up as far as they did from, from 10 to six. Um, I mean, you look at Penn State's, and I'll, I'll talk more about this in the quick slides coming up uh, tomorrow, but you look at Penn State's wins on the road against Wisconsin. Wisconsin has Notre Dame this weekend. Um, it's a neutral site game. So that's a huge Huge game. Uh, I'm going to be pulling for Wisconsin, obviously, in that one. Good to see Ohio State fall again. Mm-hmm. Um, they played, I think, Tulane over the weekend, and they won by a handful of touchdowns. But they still gave up over 500 yards. Their defense is ranked in the lower, like lower third of all of all, uh, you know, Division One football or whatever, like FBS or whatever it's called these days. Mm-hmm. Um, Clemson, you know, struggled. Uh, so I didn't obviously. So those of you who don't know, I was at the game, Penn State game on Saturday night, and bro, you missed a day. How was it? You missed a day. It was. Um, <laughs> it was. I mean, you've been you've been to the, the night games with me, bro. Let me tell you though, it was because usually when we go to the the night games, it's mid October, end of October, so it's twenty degrees cooler than it usually. And obviously, you know, this time of year. Um, bro, it was steamy out. It was hot. It was hot. It was Damn. humid. And we were over. So the way the Penn State tailgates are set up is like there's your standard tailgating around the stadium, which everybody has. But then they have separate tailgating lots for like yes. you can come the day of. You don't need a parking pass, whatever. But then they have an RV lot, which is people come in with the RVs. And there's like hundreds of them. And they come in um, Thursday night. And they stay till Sunday. And that's where we usually start our, our tailgating day at is over in the RV lot. Cause if you go later in the day, you ain't coming back. So mm-hmm. we start there and we stayed over there during college game day and waited for it to end. Then we left by the time we left, it was already 80 and humid. So it kind of like, it kind of sets the tone for like how much you're going to drink mm-hmm. because 
you know, when it's like, you know, 65, I mean, bro, you can drink all, like we can drink all day and it's yes. no problem. But when it's hot and it's humid, yeah, drinking beer, like it just, it, it sounds good on the surface, but once it starts going down, it, it's, it doesn't feel good. So you want to keep drinking the water. So, I mean, good news is, and you know how I can get during those games. I didn't get to that point <laughs> of the day. I didn't get to, cause when you get to like three, four o'clock in the afternoon during a night game, and you've been drinking since, you know, nine, 10 o'clock in the morning, you can either go one direction and keep drinking and say, screw it and not remember anything else for the rest of the day which Christian can tell you that is that's the direction I usually go, or you can go, you can make a very big life decision and go the other direction and stop drinking and coast through the rest of the day and yeah. through the game. Cause the game is going to be, you know, three hours long starts at seven, seven 30. So I put on my big boy pants and I took the other direction and I stopped drinking and mm-hmm. I coasted through the game. So that was a big team win for everybody. Yeah. I was, I, I was not, I was not hung over from my drive home. I like I enjoyed the game. It was dope. Um, Steven didn't get lost. I didn't get lost. The crowd was like it was. I mean, it was bro. It was yeah. I mean, you know, it was it was epic as shit. So, but it was good to it was good to beat um, a ranked SEC team, um, which the Big Ten has definitely struggled with over the years, whether it's regular season or um, or in the bowl games. But um, back to the AP rankings. Um, it's I know everyone's surprised to see you know. Iowa and Penn state as the two highest ranked big 10 teams and not Ohio state, not Michigan, not Wisconsin, whatever. So um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, Penn state started the season at at 19 and it took them three, three games to get up to number six because they've had three of the or two of the more impressive wins um, that anybody's had this season. So that's awesome. Uh, Paul Feinbaum of the sec network said that you can argue that Penn state should be, number four in the country um, because of the wins they've had. And it's like, you know, who has, you know, who has Oklahoma beaten, you know, who has uh, Oregon has probably maybe the best win in the, in the, in the, uh, in the country going mm-hmm. to Columbus and beating them, um, you know, a handful of weeks ago. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool to see Penn State rank that high. We have Villanova this weekend. Um, the boys should take care of business. And then we have Indiana at another night, October 9th. Yeah. October another 9th. Uh, another night game um, in in-state college 730 on, on ABC and then we go to overnight we go to Iowa um, yeah. and Iowa doesn't play I don't think they play anybody big until then uh, both teams should still be should, should still be undefeated I mean knock on wood Penn State should take care of business this weekend and next so Kinnick is going to be rocking and I'm almost positive that that game is not going to be a night game it's either mm-hmm. going to be um, at noon or 3.30, um, which is good for Penn State because night games in Kinnick are always a trip game. So mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that that's not going to be a night game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, looking at looking at the AP right now and seeing six next to Penn State's name is – I don't think anyone expected that. Your boy did, though, of course. Yeah, I know. Um, if, if, <laughs> if you've been listening to the Quick Slants, you know I've been, you I've been, I've been, I've been calling it. Um, you know, shout out to Sean Clifford. Shout out to Sean Clifford was 28 32 on Saturday night. Oh, my yeah. guy, my guy was on. I'm uh, pretty sure he was, he was perfect in the second half. Um, shout out to the boy Jahan Dotson, 10 catches, offensive mm-hmm. line, kept Sean Clifford clean. Um, shout out to the actually, I'm going to save this for 
I'm gonna save this for the end. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, no, I'm gonna save this for the end of the show today because I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this today and I'm gonna talk about this during the quick slants. Mm-hmm. And then I'll I'll get into that. But um yeah, seeing that number six next to Penn State, next to Penn State's name is pretty pretty fucking dope. The two things I want everyone to know about so that October 9th game is going to be big for Penn State moving forward. But the other big thing for Penn State in order to move into the top four, pay attention to Georgia and Oklahoma. Um, I'm pretty sure, not going to guarantee it, but I think one of those two will be a loss sometime going forward, of course, with the SEC and how they are. But that's Penn State's big hope to end up moving into that. I don't really see Oregon. Oregon's one of those teams that they either have a really good year and they'll continue forward or they'll have some random shitty game that they end up losing. Bama, I just, with Nick Saban, I don't see them losing. Um, Mm -hmm. So I could see Bama still getting into it, but I can see whoever wins that October 9th game, I almost think they'll find a way to slide in. So um, I didn't, uh, I said that I don't think Iowa plays anybody coming up before that Penn State game. They do play next Friday. They do play Maryland at Maryland um, oh, Friday Friday night in Maryland. I dislike Maryland strongly, but they're on the come up right now. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, if Iowa looks too far ahead and looks ahead to the, the following weekend. Yeah, that could be um, it's not gonna be a trap game because Maryland's a is a good team this year. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if they're not careful, Maryland could really, could really do some damage. And then that same weekend, um, Georgia plays Arkansas, who is also on the come up this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of games in there, and Alabama plays Ole Miss that weekend as well. Um, that's the same weekend Penn State plays Indiana at 7.30. Um, Oklahoma plays Kansas State. Oregon plays Stanford, who routed USC, which got Clay Helton fired. Um, again, Ole Miss plays Alabama. So there's there's a, a handful of games in there where – you know, if some teams aren't aren't careful and Penn State takes care of business like they should, um, you can see Penn State moving up even even more before that Iowa game. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, we're going to end up moving over to the NFL next step up and we'll end up going through recapping the games from last week. Then we'll recap the game. Well, we'll go over the games for this week. But before that, three players I want everyone to end up putting on the radars. One for more so fantasy purposes. Pay attention to Cordero Patterson, but then also Rondell Moore more out there in Arizona it's tough facts bro facts yeah so they have a bunch of different receivers there but a lot of people are saying oh Christian Kirk what you all need to realize and a lot of times people think you need to look at catches necessarily look at how many targets and how many times someone is on the field so Rondell Moore has been on the field a lot and the amount of targets he's been getting compared to Christian Kirk is what's important Hopkins is of course the number one they don't have Larry Fitzgerald out there and then AJ Green's there as well but AJ Green's more so that one person you'll give it to if you need like a clutch moment and they're double teaming um, DeAndre Hopkins. And then if the other two aren't necessarily performing, but so pay attention to Rondale Moore. Uh, Cordero Patterson's a big one just because he's been taking over a lot in the run game too, but he's also very good as a wide receiver. So he's been helping out Matt Ryan there. They have Mike Davis as well, but Cordero Patterson's starting to create his own um, position and role within the offense. Two running backs that had great games last week. First off, Aaron Jones had four touchdowns, three receiving, which is a big thing. I think they said first time since Danny Woodhead. And then you have um, Derrick Henry that had a monster game out there. So that was the other thing. And it was a lot of it was some of his big runs towards the end of the game. If you watch the game, first half, it wasn't really a huge Derrick Henry thing. Second half, oh, and overtime, that's when Derrick Henry started taking over. And that's how he'll wear down people 
just going through the ground and pound. Every single time if you do that, Julio Jones had a nice game as well. And I think that's how it's going to be in the offense for the Titans. It won't necessarily every single week be A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, both of them doing it. It'll probably be one or the other at times, which helps. And then you also have Derrick Henry on the ground. So what were your thoughts overall from last week? Um, so we'll get into our picks and, and how, how shitty they were. Um, my, like, dude, it's just week to week, man. You just, you just don't know what you're going to get. Um, like I, I picked Pittsburgh to beat the the Raiders and obviously that didn't go well. Um, why stop playing? So that was a big thing. Yeah. And I think his status for this weekend is up in the air, but, um, they're going to obviously, you know, they're going to need him for, the rest of the way. So, uh, but like Car- Carolina surprised me by beating New Orleans yeah. when after New Orleans, you know, be- did what they did to Green Bay. Um, okay. With Jameis, we just found real Jameis again. That's what happened. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. That, well, that, that's fair. That's fair. Well, uh, yeah. Jameis being Jameis. Um, <laughs> and Kansas City, I thought they were going to blow out Baltimore because was Baltimore big. was missing half, half their defense and mm-hmm. they were missing a couple of linemen. And, um, you know, I mean, it's the NFL. So like, you just, you really never know what's going to happen. Philadelphia, they look good week one. They scored 11 points against, against San Fran who had to come all the way from the West, from the West coast. Shout out to the West coast teams, man. Like it it seems like it's a, it's a big thing coming, coming this way. Um, yeah, you know, I mentioned uh, to a lot of people about, um, Philadelphia because people were like, Oh, Philly looks great. Big thing about Philadelphia is they played the Falcons. Falcons don't necessarily have a great team. And it pissed me off because Watkins and, sorry, Hurts and Watkins, that was a long connection. And then they chased him down. And I was like, damn, it was like 90, 95 yards receiving on that one catch and uh, throwing catch. So that was a big thing that if they would have scored that, that would have been a difference in the game. But the Eagles do got to step it up a lot. Um, The Jets suck. Zach Wilson had so many interceptions. (laughs) The Jets are awful. Um, Tom Brady is still great. Um, Jacksonville sucks. Uh, Did you see what uh, Urban Meyer told? I can't remember who it was now, Um, but he told that he said every weekend in the NFL was like playing Alabama. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what the context of like what that answer came from. Mm-hmm. Of course, like everyone just takes that that part of yeah, that could have been a whole paragraph of, of an answer. And they yeah. just take that that little bit and chop it up and make it make it what it is. But if you know, obviously every weekend is like playing Alabama. Exactly. Um dude, I hate how bad the Giants are. I feel like I feel so bad for sake. I yeah, you and I talked about this last week during the game, and I just they had they had a shot at winning, but Dexter Lawrence jumped off sides, so that sucked. But yo, shout out Taylor Heineke. Yeah, your your boy almost (laughs) blew it though. He really did. I was watching with my friends and we were FaceTiming and we're like, yo, Taylor, Taylor, you really threw an interception. Yeah, this guy. Come on, man. This guy. Yeah. Bro, he like he 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 quickly went from putting OD, like just we're talking, just talking about this game. Quickly went from putting ODU on the map to taking them off the map to putting Mm. them back on the map. Yes. And like in the span in the span of like three minutes. Yes. Yeah, um, the defense yeah, helped them out. I, I hate how bad the Giants are because, you know, injuries injuries happened last year, so that was kind of whatever. But if they didn't have a, if they didn't have a terrible offensive line, then maybe that injury doesn't happen. They're just ruining Saquon Barkley's career, and it's really unfortunate. And I hope that 
um, he doesn't resign with them whenever he's you know allowed to you know allowed to do that. But you know, just oh, oh first of all, did you watch the Packers game last night? Yes. So oh, no, where, about where, yeah, where, where were you at when I was Monday? Was, so I was you, on, was that engine failure or what was no, that? I was in Venice. Oh, that was, that was, that was, that so was I was yeah. chilling, like playing basketball, and then we were watching people skateboard. I'm like, damn, it's like five o'clock here. Why don't I have a game on? And that's what I forget. Like them games are on. I understand why the West Coast doesn't care as much about football, and it also yeah. stops because they're doing so many other things yeah. at that time. They have a whole other day. But yeah, I was watching it. Did you see the throw he had to uh, the tight end? Um, I think it was, yeah, threw mm-hmm. it right over, literally, like, could not have been a better pass. Mm-hmm. And um, I was watching the um, the Peyton Eli thing, which yeah. they got a ton more viewers this week. Like, yes. that, that's, that's just going to keep growing, which is awesome. So I'm going to keep watching that instead of the broadcast. Um, but Peyton Manning was losing his mind over that throw. Mm-hmm. It, it just, like, it was, it, I mean... Aaron Rodgers just does does that every week. And you're just like, damn, he's still yeah. that dude, no matter what. No matter what's going on with him and the Packers or him and his, you know, him and his his family or his fiance or wife now, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. He's still, he's still that dude. Monday night football next week. Eagles Cowboys. Uh yeah, I'm going, I'm going with the I'm going with the boys. Because they got, they got, they got the homie Michael Parsons. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Michael Parsons and Penn State fans know him as Jason Oway, but I think it's Adafe Oway. Now he changed his name. Um, DN for the Ravens had the game-winning um, force fumble and fumble recovery against the Chiefs. He had a couple, um, couple tackles for loss. He had a hit on Patrick Mahomes that resulted in a a pick. Um, so shout out to two of the better, better young defensive players, or probably the two best defensive players, young defensive players in the league right now. Uh, Penn State just, you know, just producing talent. You know, that's what we do. I'm just putting putting dudes in the league. So come to Penn State if you're a big time recruit. Get your boys. <laughs> come to Penn State. Yeah, we're pushing the league. So I want to recap uh, last week. So I was ten and sixteen. Stephen was nine and sixteen. So our overall records over the last two weeks. I am 18 and 32. Steven is 16 and 32. So there isn't really that big of a difference as of right now, but it's also really tough because so many things changed in the NFL over the off season. Then we had COVID. So you're trying to figure out what teams are doing and so many trades happen because you have the Cardinals that are doing excellent out there in Arizona, but then you also have the Seahawks. who you thought would beat the Titans and all of a sudden Derek Kearney says, all right, we about to go off, but then, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. So his one loss, uh, the way he did to Jameis isn't an indication of how the season's going to go because he just provided something else. But it does show you that the Lions aren't just going to roll over and lose. They're going to try and give some sort of fight. I think a lot of that is Jared Goff being like, y'all just definitely traded me to Detroit and I got to figure out what the hell I'm going to do here so I can get out of there. And they got, so, they got, they got Baltimore this weekend too. Yeah. So that's the game. Are we doing the picks? Uh, are we doing Yeah. This? So we'll do it in a second. Shout uh, out TJ Smith. Because he's someone that focused. If you have him out there, what what did you call him? TJ Hawkinsmith. Oh my god! All right. And how do you say it? Isn't it Hawkinson? Oh yeah, whatever. Oh so. my god! No. <laughs> yeah, but but shout out though. But shout out though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he's been, <laughs> so he's been doing good out there. Focus on him because he's 
basically their main res- receiving option. Oh, don't focus the- on him because he's not a real player. It's Hawkinson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Focus on Hawkinson. Jeez. I'll focus on Hawkinsmith yeah, over yeah, on yeah. my side and see how far I end up getting. But the first game we'll end up doing is Panthers and Texans. Oh, God. I hate, I hate that I'm going to watch that game. You know, I hate that I'm going to watch the, the Panthers and the Texans. Um, but I'm going the Panthers. Shout out Tyrod. He, I don't know if he's playing this week or not, but yeah, who's he got gonna be the quarterback? Who's gonna be the quarterback this week? Um, somebody <laughs> off the street. Somebody <laughs> off the street. Yo, that's unbelievable. I had the uh Panthers as well. Christian McCaffrey's been doing well. That's kind of what Saquon was hoping his team would be like, so that he had more space to run. Sam Darnold is trying to do things out there. So this is his prove it season as well, because yeah, he didn't yeah. get that deal. So he's trying to end up doing something. For it, they have the receivers. Robbie Anderson's there. DJ Moore's yep, there. Yep, so yep. they have a lot of talent around him over there. Uh, it's good to see Christian McCaffrey not injured, and he's able to do things. Go back to like fantasy football noteworthy. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Next one, Colts Titans. Titans. Um, Colts. Okay. Wow. So. No. 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 Yeah. Colts. Colts. Yeah. Only thing is, so I all the time out, time out, time out, time out. Did you yeah. see that Carson Carson Wentz has two sprained ankles? <laughs> bro. I'm gonna keep yo, bro, he has two <laughs> sprained ankles. How do you even walk? I don't are you, know. Are you are you are both feet on are you using crutches for both of them? You got a you got a scooter. Yo, bro, two sprained ankles. Yeah. One one is bad enough. Like mm-hmm. one hurts, hurts bad. Enough. I could imagine. Imagine I, doing that you're shit. You're waddling. Imagine doing that at the same time, though. Like yeah. play, you're you're playing hoops and both your ankles just go out. That's yeah. I can't do that, bro. And you know he's not. You you know I damn well he's not healthy. playing, bro. You know damn well he's not playing seventy five percent of those snaps. Hell, I at this rate <laughs> he's getting injured all the time. No like, way, every dude. Every other week he's injured. No way, for bro. For some reason or another. Nope. So with that being said, I have the Titans. The Colts have a good defense. I'm just hoping the Derrick Henry we just saw comes back again. So we'll end up seeing what happens with that one. Uh, the next one, which is not as easy coming, given off of what the Chiefs just did, but Chargers Chiefs. Um, I'm going to go Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have much faith in the Chargers. And it's, it's an arrowhead. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs. Bounce back win. Yeah, so that's the other thing I was going to say. The Chiefs don't lose two in a row too many times, and they're in Arrowhead, which is a crazy place to play. So Justin Herbert, I have to figure out if he can get through that. The defense, the offense for the Chargers is good, but I have to go with the Chiefs. Um, next one, another bounce back game: Bengals Steelers. Um, it depends on if Ben Roethlisberger is playing. If Ben is playing, I'm going to go with the Steelers, mm-hmm. and if he's not playing, I'm going to go with the Steelers. <laughs> so, so either way so hey, y'all gotta no actually no if 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 mason rudolph is is playing i'm gonna go with the Bengals. actually you guys got another backup quarterback um dude from ohio state right um dwayne haskins dwayne haskins yeah okay. yeah yeah it doesn't matter who's playing dwayne no. dwayne dwayne haskins dwayne johnson i don't dwayne wade it doesn't yeah. matter I don't so care. i got the Steelers as well one reason being the Bengals are not bad, but I think they have a couple of years before they get they in there. They're getting there. Get in there. Yeah. So I think that they're much better than where they were. I can sure. say that. So For they're sure. not guaranteed to lose every single game. Um, next one, Bears Browns. 
first, on IR. First start for um, Justin Fields as the Bears quarterback. Is John um, injured? I think so. I think he hurt his knee. Um, okay. And head coach of the of the Bears, Matt Nagy, said that when he's healthy, he's their starter. He just I he's hate just, when they say that. He just he's just saying shit. They all know that Justin Fields is the starter going forward. Yeah. Andy Dalton can be healthy. He's not going to play. Um, I'm going to go with that said though. I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the Browns. So I got to go with the Browns. When you have those two defensive linemen over there, I'm not really going against them. Yeah. On that one. Next one, Ravens Lions. Um, I'm going to go with the Lions. I think uh, um the, I don't think there's any there's such thing as a trap game in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um per se like there is in college, but um, I just think this is one of those games. It's in Detroit. Um, no one likes going to Detroit. Um, yeah, I'm going to go. You think that the Ravens are going to be riding that high because that was a you know, super dub win for them. But I'm going to go with Jared Goff having a big game and I'm picking the Lions. So I'm going to go with the Ravens. Uh, a lot of the Ravens, when I pick them, it's going to be a bias. But Lamar Jackson is trying to prove it a lot because last year they started to say he was like under the radar. If you look at fantasy football, people are drafting him lower too. They weren't drafting him as high as the other ones. So I think that Lamar Jackson has a lot to prove. This also is one of those things he reminds me of a situation like Giannis Antetokounmpo, whereas they have to prove a lot so that they can get other players to want to play with them. And I think Lamar kind of has to do that because there ain't no damn wide receivers that ever want to go there unless you're Des Bryant. And I'm just thinking all he needs, just give Lamar one wide receiver. If he mm-hmm. has one wide receiver and then has like J.K. Dobbins or Gus Edwards back, I think the offense is set because they're starting to hone in on Mark Andrews a hell of a lot. Like he yeah. doesn't get the same amount of touches that he used to end up getting because who are they going to throw to? I mean, you have Sammy Watkins, Marquise Brown has been doing good, but I'm not trying to be mean. I think he's going to get injured at least once. He just has that, like, it's just going to happen. And when it happens, don't be hitting me up, everyone out there, but I think it'll happen like one week and then not to figure out what to do with that. So that's why I got the Ravens. Next one. Um, this is an interesting game. Saints Patriots. Um, oh, God. Um, I'm going to go with the Pats because it's in New England. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jameis Winston is Jameis Winston. Yeah. Oh, so he could throw five touchdowns or we could throw five, five picks. Yep. You but don't like, know. There's no in between. So it was crazy to start to pay attention to Jameis Winston's stats because his interceptions are creeping back up to match those touchdowns he just had real quick. And he's playing the Patriots where the Patriots just had four plus interceptions against Zach Wilson. So, you know, they're going to love getting Jameis Winston too, because they know who to guard already. Just shut down Alvin Kamara as much as you can and just figure out which receiver on the Saints you want to end up blocking out. And Jameis, Jameis will at least throw one interception. I can promise you that. He's not going yep. clean. One, if yep. you can bet on two potentially, but he's throwing an interception. If he doesn't, then they're going to win the game more than likely. But he's throwing something. So I have the Patriots as well. Next one is kind of tough, kind of tough, depending on who you ask. Cardinals, Jaguars. Um, I'm going Cardinals. Okay. Another, another team coming from, you know, Cardinals coming from the West Coast. Going down to Jacksonville, that's, you know, it's not really a tough place to play. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Cardinals. I think <clears throat> I think the Cardinals are, I don't know if they're going to, I'm not going to say they're going to surprise people because I, I thought they were going to be good 
this season anyways. But um, I think as the season goes on, I think they'll they'll be one of the top two or three teams in the league as the season continues to go on. I think Kyler Murray is just going to be – I say, like, there's, like, a college team, and they're just going to chuck it and chuck it and chuck it, and that's what Cliff Kingsbury wants to do. He's got the right quarter, quarterback for it. Absolutely. He's got the right receivers for it. Yes. I mentioned Rondell, Rondell Moore. Anybody who watches college football knows what he did at Purdue and knows how they used him. Um, so yeah, I think, I think Arizona is going to just, I think they're going to start rolling, especially yeah. over, especially over Jacksonville. Oh, absolutely. So I have the Cardinals as well now. And the only thing is the Cardinals are going to remind me of how kind of some other teams are. They have an amazing regular season, but those teams, when a playoff comes, it changes. Like someone yeah. will find a way to stop it. I can see them getting to the Super Bowl in a couple of years. I don't <laughs> think this is the year, as long as Tom Brady's still there and Thanks. Aaron Rodgers is still there. I don't know if that's happening. So I have the Cardinals as well. Next one, football team versus Bills. Uh, in Buffalo, I'm going to go with the Bills. Um, Washington's defense didn't look as great as as advertised against the Giants. Um, I mean, Daniel Jones was running all over them. Um, he likes to run, and he likes yeah. to fumble. Yeah. Um, and Josh Allen, your boy, um, he can also do the same thing. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to go. Um, it's in Buffalo. Um, you know, Buffalo loves playing at home. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Bills. So I'm going with the Bills, of course, but with the Bills being said, pay attention to Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. So they didn't have a great connection the first game, but they started to get back on touch with each other the second game. So I got the Bills on that one. Next one, Teddy Two Gloves versus the Jets. Uh, two, Teddy Two Gloves. He, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, Jets are, the Jets are terrible, dude. They are. And you know that defense is going to feast and make sure to find out Zach Wilson. I think so. My big thing with Zach Wilson is he's not afraid to throw the ball, which is good. He just has to be afraid of who he's throwing the ball to. Mm-hmm. So he needs to make yeah, sure. They gotta, they, they gotta be wearing green and white though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, speaking of um, speaking of the Jets, I want to give a shout out to BJ, you know, my brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and his his wife Morgan just had their baby today. So shout out oh, to wow. them. Yeah, a little That's baby boy. Really good. Shout out. Dang. So next one, uh, Dolphins Raiders. And before we go. Darren Waller is coming closer and closer to being as good as Travis Kelsey at the rate this is going with him. He's not there yet, but that volume is up there with yeah. Travis Kelsey volume. Yeah, um, I think the Raiders are also one of those splash teams this year. Um, they'll they'll probably do some Raider things this year, but as they always do. But um, Tua's out, broken ribs, fractured ribs. I think they That's, smacked him, bro. That is that is no bueno. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders in Las Vegas. Big win against the Steelers last weekend. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with the I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Derek Carr is playing out of his mind right now. He's playing like he's, the money he got. Finally. Yeah, he's um he got a little dinged up. Uh, I think it was his ankle, maybe yeah, ankle he's leg. Questionable. But I, I think um, as long as he's playing, yeah, I think the Raiders are going to win that game. So next one, I have the Raiders as well. One just being. If you guys have to figure out a way to stop Darren Waller, like he can't be getting all these targets game in and game out. So Dolphins, if you want to do something, put like five people on Darren Waller, then tell the rest of the team to beat him. Because look at the rest of Henry Ruggs did good. I have to admit, Dude, yeah, he's yeah. good for that. I was joking with one of my friends that's a Raiders fan. So Henry Ruggs' stats will be like three receptions for 113 yards. All of it came on one rece- reception, but it'll yep. look when you break it down, average per catch. 
like it's 30, 40 yards. And it's not. It's all off of one. And that's mm-hmm. what he'll be good for. Then, he, of course, he'll get like some short ones. Yeah, he had like that 65-yard t- that catch. So, yeah, yeah this is what he's going to do every single week. Yep. So he reminds me of um, like a Deshaun Jackson, but I think that if he can hone in on that and stay straight and not go inside or out, he can last a long time. Um, next one, Hawks Vikings. Vikings, I feel bad for them because I know that kicker got to be sick for that loss. Their, their, their kickers have missed the most amount of so game-winning field goals in NFL history. Yes. Um, I'm going to go with – the Seahawks defense is bad. Um, it is. The Vikings got a good offense. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Seattle. Um, yeah, I, I like Seattle now. Bounce back one for them too. So I got the Seahawks. Reason being, Russell Wilson still going to keep chucking it until yep. Russell Wilson stops chucking that ball, yep. then I'll stop. Tyler Lockett, he has been having a huge year so far. And people just start to sleep. I don't know what it is. They will sleep on him, but they also focus so much on DK that Tyler Lock is just getting down the field every single time. Every time. Like, just chuck it up to him, and he'll end up getting it. So, that's a good one. Chris Carson came alive, too. And the bruiser he is. Your boy. I know. Yeah, so the year I don't get him, he want to go do this bruising stuff. And Naturally. he's gone two games with no injuries. So, <laughs> Yo, you and these, you and these guys <laughs> with their injuries, man. Golly, so, bro. I focus on them. Bucks Rams with a happy quarterback in LA now. Oh man. Um and I don't think this know, is really an easy game. No, it's not. And I, I'm who who you got? I'm 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 so, still thinking about this one. I have the Bucks. Um, just yeah. because Tom Brady's been on a hot streak. I won't bet against Tom Brady until he loses one. When he loses one, then I'll start betting against him at time. Sure. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Rams. I think, um, this is one of those games that as a football fan, you love because like in my mind, this is one of those games where Aaron Donald wants to just dominate the Bucks offensive line and get Tom Brady on the ground five or six times. Mm-hmm. which he's fully capable of doing. We've seen him do it. Um, so I'm going to go with the Rams just because I think this is going to be Aaron Donald's game. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that Tom Brady won't have a big game, but I think this is going to be – I think Aaron Donald has a better game than Tom Brady, if that's if that's possible to say. I think this game can see over 60 points between the two teams. I think it's yes. going to be a high-scoring game. Like Jalen Ramsey is only one human being and there are like four wide receivers yep. on that other team. Cause yep. if you stop Gronkowski, you still got Brown Evans and mm-hmm. Godwin. And I gotta say, I gotta give it up to them because you don't hear Antonio Brown complaining because someone humbled his ass. Um, speaking of a- uh, AB real quick, he's on the uh, COVID-19 list for the bucks. Makes so sense. there's, there you go. <laughs> that makes so much sense. I do. Like, I, do I do also think that speaking of the point totals, I think both you can see like eight, 900 yards combined between these two quarterbacks too. Yeah. Stafford will throw it with the best of them. Yeah. Like when he has receivers, he will throw it. Him and Cooper cup have had a good mm-hmm. relationship so far out there. Then Robert Woods has been mm-hmm. doing good. Daryl Henderson. Um, pretty good over there being the starter. Yeah. Back. Not bad. But Sony Michelle came in for Daryl Henderson. Um, I have the bucks on that one. Packers 49ers. Um. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Niners, and wow. the Packers start one and two, and everyone says the wheels are gonna start falling off now. 
So I have the Packers just because Aaron Jones just had a really good game. Uh, mm-hmm. Aaron, I think don't be, I don't think it's this week, but coming up soon, Devonte Adams is going to have his coming out party game of this year. He hasn't had it yet. Those big, like 100, 150 yard to touchdown games is going to come. And when it comes, that'll be good. They just don't have a second receiver. Like I remember when they had like the Jordy Nelson and then they mm-hmm. had like Randall Cobb and they had another receiver out there. And it was like, yo, those were the teams. Like when it happened, you had the running backs and everything. But they got they got Randall Cobb still, but he's like he's past that point. Yeah. He reminds me of like in a weird sense how Manny Ginobili is like, all right, you got him, like cool, that's fine. Like Randall Cobb's gonna give you what he wants, but wow. he's not the same, like wow. Tony Parker or Tim Duncan. It's like, all right, you got your man, that'll give you the guaranteed points. But damn, Randall, are you gonna get injured too? Can't so, believe you just but, compared Randall Cobb to Manny Ginobili. <laughs> it was wow, a terrible okay. comparison but sorry no i get it i get it, it like, i get it guarantee yeah. uh final one and i'll already say mine cowboys but eagles cowboys <laughs> i'm going with the boys so I'm going i hate the- I, I hate the cowboys but since they have micah parsons i want to i want to root for i want to root for the player more so mm-hmm. than the team um but I, I do think the cowboys win the game so a big thing with that is the eagles still have to prove it to me the defense is not that good. Like people continue to think like, all right, they can stop people. The offense is going to come alive. They don't have anybody outside of Hertz, Sanders. The game is pretty good out there. And then Devontae Smith. I don't trust mainly anyone else. Goddard's good, but that's one of those teams of, all right, whatever. So that's it for the picks. We'll end up recapping that next week as well. Um, what you got for everybody? Um. Shout out to the officiating crew from the Penn State game. The it was an SEC crew that came up north. Um, they they took a down away from Penn State on an intentional grounding call. And if anybody wants to go on, there's dozens of videos on YouTube about how bad the officiating crew was. Um, James Franklin, Penn State head, head coach, was fired up the entire game because we were not only playing Auburn, we were playing the refs too. And luckily it didn't cost us the game or I probably wouldn't be doing this right now. I'd still be steaming over it, mm-hmm. but they were bro. When I say they were bad, they were, they were terrible. They took it down away on a intentional grounding call. That wasn't an intentional grounding call. It went from second to third down um, quickly. And there was a bunch of false starts. They missed. Um, they called some calls on Auburn that they didn't call on Penn State. There was a late hit out of bounds that wasn't a late hit out of bounds. Um, it, I mean, it definitely could have cost us the game, but it didn't. So shout out to how bad that officiating crew was. But on the on the flip side, shout out to all my people back in State College. Man, you know how it is. Like it's there's nothing like a a whiteout in. In Happy Valley, there's nothing like uh, night game at Beaver Stadium, and I'll talk about this more and more uh, during the quicksands tomorrow. Um, but it's just a you know, it's an awesome experience. One more shout out, shout out to the boy Jay Hill. Uh, I went I stopped at his game on Friday night. His team was up 57 to nothing at halftime, ended Damn. up winning seven, ended up winning 70 to nothing um, over this team. The team they played though had 17 kids on the on the field, so you know, and it was bro, it was bad. Like they were, they were scoring every which way. 
Um, so shout out to Jay Hill getting his uh, getting his team to two and one. I believe it is on this on the season. So um, yeah, it was a dope weekend all around. I'll get more into it uh, during the quick slants, but yeah, really really gl- glad to be back back in state college. It felt normal. Mm-hmm. Like it felt it felt like we didn't miss a year. Um, so that was dope. So um, yeah, I'll recap all that and talk more about that tomorrow. So my only shout outs this week are shout out to the people out in California and in Mexico. So we went down to Mexico and I appreciate Delta Airlines. Oh yeah, I got lost in Mexico kind of, but I made my way back. (laughs) But so I enjoyed it out there just getting to see everybody. Again, we went up to LA as well. So we were in Hollywood for a little bit. So we got to end up seeing that, went to Venice Beach. Um, It's crazy just how things are different out there. Not shout out to the gas prices, how the hell you pay $4.50 to $4.70 for gas? We took a rental from San Diego to LA. And when we had to put gas back in, that joint cost $72 oh to God. fill up the Highlander. I am not doing that again. Bro, so so let's 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 go back real quick. Um <laughs> to the airplane. To the, to the whole airplane thing. So did you really have one engine on and one engine off? Like was that a, like was that how it was working? Like you did you only had one engine in the air. Yes. So what was your like what was your thought process? Were you like, okay, like we're gonna go down or like all right, I'm gonna I'm looking for the nearest nearest exit for when we do go down, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out before everybody else does. Like I so mean you never think about that. And I was telling like some of my friends, damn, of course this doesn't happen to me, but it, I don't, I'm glad that they told us in the air, but for everyone out there that watches Manifest, I legit thought it was like Manifest. One, I was hoping the plane wasn't going to blow up, but I always sit on the window. So I'm over there looking at the wing, like, what's really going to happen? Like, it's dark outside and you're not really knowing what's going on. It started getting a little hot in the plane because like the AC kind of went off. Nope. And nope. I thought the lady turned nope. off the AC next to me. It was like cold. Then all of a sudden you start feeling a little bit of heat. I was like, all right, what the hell is going on in here? So I was just hoping that we were going to make it. Once we touch down, when I tell you, normally people get up once like the seatbelt sign goes off. Bro, as soon as that plane touched down, you saw people start standing up, getting ready to like get off that plane. Bro, I, ugh, man, I don't, I don't have a fear of flying, but if that should happen to me and I'm flying God knows where, I'm never flying again. Oh, yeah. I'm not flying Probably I was we're probably gonna fly in December, but I'm not flying American. I'm only doing Delta. So Delta out there, if you ever want to sponsor us or help us out, feel free. They mm. also end up like letting you get like an hour of free text and stuff. So I like that. But American, no, sir, not me ever again. Uh-uh. That's the third time this year I've had an issue on a plane, like with maintenance or engine. No, three strikes, you're done. That's so crazy. I didn't know you. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know he had a. He had a. He had a faulty engine, bro. That's different. That's different than air. just like. That's different than like being on like the tarmac and just being like, oh yeah, we gotta, we gotta, you know, deboard the plane for whatever reason. Like they didn't put enough fuel in or something. That's like so get that mid, because like forty minutes in the flight and they were like, hey, um, we only got one engine, so like we're gonna go ahead and circle back real quick. <laughs> yeah, and the kicker with that is they were like. But no need to be alarmed. Like we already talked, or we're gonna be fine. No, we bro, I'm bro, I'm freaking out on that point. <laughs> I am yelling at everybody on the plane. Like we're all gonna die. That's I'm I'm done, bro. I'm done. Like I'm I'm writing my will so someone can find it, bro. Exactly. And, oh man, nope, 
Nope. And when we got to the ground, they never told us anything ever again about the plane. We didn't get <laughs> back on the same plane. We went to a different plane. The crew that we had on that plane did not follow us to the next. No, plane. They said they said deuces, we bro. Are done. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all yeah. can do this. <laughs> so I oh, like, like this is about to be the last day I see. Like well, I'm just gonna be flying over Texas, and I was like, where am I gonna send my cryptocurrency to? What's gonna happen with like the show? What's gonna happen to my loved ones? Well, I guess I'm just going to die flying over Texas. Bro, poof, gone. Yeah, I know. Nothing else to be seen ever oh again. Oh my god. So Well, I'm glad I'm glad you're I'm glad you're back safe. I'm glad you made it back in, in one piece and I didn't have to come identify your body. I know, right? <laughs> shout out shout out to shout out. Shout out to that though. So that's everything that I have here. Make sure to tune in for Steven's Quick Slants. We'll also have more fantasy football stuff coming up come next week, a big week next week. We have huge giveaways as well that are coming up and make sure to pay attention because we're coming up on October. You know, basketball is coming around the corner. We got more football coming up and then baseball. We got the playoffs. I might talk mm-hmm. about it a little, Wow. but yeah. So that's everything over here. I think we did enough. I'm alive. So next week I will not be on a plane coming back here. We'll be back nope. to regular schedule as well with that. We out. Good night haters. I know, right? See you later. <laughs>